Hello, and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hello, and welcome back, you guys. This is Sarah, as you can see in our Patreon video. And this is Katie, as you can see on our Patreon video, if you are a patron. Um, Otherwise, hello from our voices. (laughs) Otherwise, you get to listen to our voices instead of both our voices and our faces. Mm -hmm. Sarah, I do have something I need to tell you. Oh, no, I always feel like I'm going to get in trouble. The day has come, you're in trouble. No, I'm just kidding. You can pry my top sheets out of my cold, (laughs) dead hands. Because I think you won the poll. I took a screenshot of the poll, like, but I did it a few hours before it actually ended, and we were tied at 50-50, but I think you got a couple more responses. But then we did get some comments that were, like, very pro-top sheet. So I think it might be about 50-50. I never it 50-50. To be honest, I didn't check it, like, right when I went to check it. For the last time, I was like, fuck, no, because it had ended, so I couldn't <laughs> see either, but I'm pretty sure you won, just based off the comments, that there weren't a lot of people sending us messages about having no top sheet or just having a duvet, so, yeah, I think you'll win. <sighs> to be fair, I think we do have more listeners in the States versus, like, other countries, so maybe that's why, but... <laughs> Maybe, but either way, I'm never going back to a top sheet, and you're never leaving your <laughs> top sheet behind, so I'm um, do it. Also, we need to <laughs> say thanks to everyone for listening to last week's episode, because it was so much fun. I was just telling Sarah, I listened back. I was wheezing into the microphone, so thanks for putting up with that, and also our technical difficulty there <laughs> at the end. <laughs> You guys, the internet had such a giggle. The internet cut out, and I thought that it was recording my voice. Sarah didn't know what the fuck happened. (laughs) And so her little voice just goes, Katie? And then it cuts off. And I was going to edit it out and just do a a little outro by myself, but I sent that to Sarah, and she was like, oh, you you have to leave that in. I was laughing so hard because Katie sent the audio and I was like, oh my God. And I let like Greg listen as well. And he and I were both cracking up about it. (laughs) And it was so cute too, because you were like really trying hard to like get, keep the conversation flowing. And I could tell that in your head, you were probably like, why isn't she answering me? I'm trying to like close up and she's being silent. I was thinking I said something offensive or, like, something that you would have to cut out. And I was like, fuck, what did I say? I was like, right, Katie? Right? Like, trying to keep the conversation going. And then it was just, like, silence. And I'm like, Katie? (laughs) Are we still friends? (laughs) What did I do? Yeah, that was a really fun episode. Um, So much fun. Yeah. Also, announcement, we have a new patron um so welcome to Sam hi thanks hi, Sam. we're so happy to have you um yeah we love our patrons we it's a lot of fun you get to see our faces <laughs> yay which I don't know oh. if that's a good thing and I'm get really up close and Wait, show them your nails you guys look there we had a full-on discussion before this podcast talking about how 
it looks like Lisa Frank, my nails do. And mm-hmm. it was like an, an epiphany for me. So thank you, Katie. Because I was like, oh, my God, that explains my obsession with leopard print and neon colors. <sighs> I can't get enough. I'm going a bit crazy with it, though, to be honest. Like, I'm buying everything leopard print and everything bright colors. And I just can't get enough. I can't. Have you got a swimsuit in neon leopard print? Not in neon, but I have two leopard, no, three. <laughs> I have a a sexy one piece and then I have two bikinis that are leopard print. Now you just need a neon leopard print bikini and that's like the ultimate also. It's yeah, non-Mormon approved. So (laughs) (laughs) okay. So any other announcements before we begin? Hmm, I don't think so. Um I don't think so either. We can just get started. It's another fun episode. Well, kind of fun and also probably very cringy. Uh, (laughs) It's another reaction video slash podcast. We're going to be watching a 1993. Okay. It's 1993 little movie made by the church. And it's titled, These Things Are an Abomination. Oh my god, I cannot wait. So you guys, Katie hasn't told me anything about this video. No. All I know is we're doing a video today. That's it. And so you're going to get her genuine reaction. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. And then if we have enough time, I have another little short video, but we'll see how this plays out. So, okay. Wait, wait, before we get started, are those grapefruit earrings? Yes. Oh my god, they're so cute. They're little hearts and then little grapefruits. I'm so glad so you know. Cute. They have strawberries, kiwis, pineapples, cherries. You have all I, think, I think we're both like reliving our childhood through <laughs> our accessories and our nails, honestly. <laughs> That's what happens in your 30s. You're like, can I go back? <laughs> it's so true. I'm like obsessed with glitter and sparkle and bright colors. And uh, just I want it all, you know? It makes me happy. Uh, I'm not apologizing for it. So. Never. Okay, sorry. I sidetracked as usual. Oh, no, no. You're good. So I'm going to do the thing where it's a little bit awkward. And I'm going to be like, share my screen. Can you see my screen? <laughs> okay. Picked it. Start sharing. Oh my god, so now we're both at the top. Yeah, can you see it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I'm excited. This is gonna be good. Let's see. Do full screen this are time. An abomination. Sorry, I just had and I love that it's under dramas and entertainments. Oh yes. <laughs> it's oh, okay. I just did full screen. Can you see it full screen or is it still like Yeah, small? I can see it full screen. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> okay, so there's this, I guess for so We have to describe it. This opening yeah. scene is so 90-licious. I okay. can't even. Can you describe it? Okay, so there's this girl. She kind of reminds me of DJ from Full House. That's the vibe that, I'm getting. She reminds me of. Yeah. Yes, I was trying to think. She has, like, the poofy bangs and long, like, curly, poofy hair. With, yep, with, like, the half-up poofy part. 
Yes. And then she's rocking some good old mom jeans, which I love mom jeans, um, <laughs> with a button-up shirt. And she went to check her mailbox, and now she's crossing the street. Yes. Okay. Good visual. <laughs> She's still walking. She's walking along. Oh, she's going to a barn. And there's, there's a cow. <laughs> doing a horrible job feeding the cow hay. <laughs> okay, I was going to ask you, because you grew up on a farm, right? Yeah. I love do- that like, everyone identifies me as a farm girl. I'm just laughing because my good friend here, she just calls me farm girl. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, is that a thing, though? He was just like dumping hay on top of that poor cow and like it was falling on the cow's head (laughs) it literally like is the worst reenact like clearly they've never farmed before they were just like this kid is just dumping hay on top of the cow just like trying to look around like what is happening and then the other kid's just throwing shit in the stable (laughs) these little mormon actors they don't know any better (laughs) okay so she's gone into a stable area. There's like hay bales. Hay bales there. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, she's deep in thought. Yep. Smiling. Ooh, a little shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are watching the video. <laughs> okay, so she goes up to her dad, who's like grooming a horse, and she goes, "Hey, dad, do you need any help?" And he I'm says. Not gonna- like how's your day been or something like that okay but you guys the, the the scene before it looks like she's trying to be seductive so it's weird me out that the next scene is her dad because she's like mm. it was weird right she had this little smile and shoulder nudge and then yeah it was like she's trying to be almost like sauntered over to her dad and oh by the way she's how old would you say she is at maybe like 15 15 16 I guess that is important to note. Okay, so she's like petting the horse. Okay, I guess. Why? This sudden urge to help. It's got me a little concerned. <laughs> Sarah and I both had this face on. Like, like, what is happening? Because he goes, Is everything okay? This sudden urge to help me has me concerned. <laughs> that also I can't even I'm gonna get into it but I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it if you like have a farm if your family has a farm like it wouldn't be like the sudden urge to help like your ass has to help there is no like you get to pick <laughs> yeah. or choose like what <sighs> oh okay continuing can you hear it okay by the way yeah that's as loud as it'll go so hopefully it's loud enough for everyone too involved I wonder if he like twiddled her diddle or (laughs) 
if maybe it's like he got a little handsy with the boobies. But they, I can't imagine it being more than that. No. It honestly could just be like making out heavily. <laughs> or too long of a hug. You know, sometimes those hugs <gasps> linger. Where you're pressed up against. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or, or, ooh, my favorite. You guys know this is my favorite. Maybe some <laughs> Levi Loving. No! I, I love Levi Loving. <laughs> but it definitely wasn't soaking or earthquaking. That's too far. <laughs> soaking or earthquake. Gross. I hate it so much. <laughs> okay, so she just told her dad this, and he has a look on his face of, like, Oh no, this is a serious problem. Yeah. So, okay. It's no big deal. And yeah, she's a member of the church and everything. She says it's her life and she can do what she wants. I don't know. I mean, it is her life, isn't it? He just said no. I was like, did I hear that correctly? Did he just say no? Yeah, so she's like, she says she can do what she wants. It's her life. And I'm over here like, yes, yes, that's correct. And then she, like, has to confirm it with her dad. And he's like, no. No. Her life is not her own. And I guess he's going to explain why. Oh, God. No, what? Yes, no. You do that on purpose, don't you? Do what? Try to irritate me with your simple answers. Not really. Your friend's just a little mixed up about life. I just tried to answer your question. And that's the end. Your friend's just a little mixed up about life. Also, look at his hair. I don't even care. I'm going to make fun of his hair because he's a dick. <laughs> uh, it's true, though. Sorry. Sorry, dude. But that's Sorry, that's dude, made fun of. Yeah. But also, it's just like... <laughs> I don't even, I have no words right now. Like, your yeah, friend's you a little mixed question. up. Yeah, your friend's mixed up. I answered your question. I'm the smart patriarch of the family. Okay, I want to hear his explanation. <clears throat> if you wanted more detail, you can find it for yourself. In First Corinthians chapter 6. Oh, I just, I rolled... I just if you want to learn more, go read First Corinthians chapter six. Like, yeah, <gasps> how many times you that? So many times, like, oh, you want to learn for yourself? You better go read the scriptures, and then it's just this vague answer of like, well, what does that even mean? <laughs> or like, whenever you question the church, I've, I mean, y'all, I, I know we've talked about this, and I'm sure you all can relate. But anytime you're, like, explaining it to a member, like, why you're questioning the church, they're like, but have you read the Book of Mormon and prayed about it? I don't think you're reading the scriptures. I'm like, if I hear this answer one more fucking time, like, I don't want to read the Book of Mormon anymore. I just want these answers now. (laughs) Yeah, and also it's so condescending. Like, well, have you read the Book of Mormon? And even if you say yes, they'll say, well, maybe you didn't read it with the right spirit or maybe you didn't ask for the holy ghost to be with you or maybe you didn't like translate it or interpret it uh how it was meant for well, you that's why i didn't feel the spirit we just didn't read it the right way 
Like, there's a right way to read something. Yeah. I had no idea, Katie. So you're not supposed to wank and read the scriptures at the same time. <laughs> there's my wheeze again. <laughs> That's what I was doing wrong the whole time. Oh, I mean, it is quite an erotic novel. I mean, it is. It is, you know. Ew. Hate it. Okay, so... He told her to go read the scriptures, and I guess that's what she's going to do. Let's see. Oh, the music. She didn't even help with the horse, by the no, way. she literally, like, flicked it with the brush. Yeah. Okay, so she's... <laughs> they always have these songs. Okay, so who's that? Is that, like, a like a friend or her brother or was that her dad I couldn't tell there was some guy that came over while she was reading her scriptures on the hay bale it was like basically for you you know <laughs> and it's like a cowboy he's got his cowboy hat on I'm picturing like Idaho like this must oh, be this set in Idaho Idaho yeah. I I can almost guarantee it <laughs> yeah it looks it so he's like a rancher with his he gets off you know his horse with his cowboy hat on and she's all wet on the hay bale reading her scriptures and yeah okay and yeah we have this lovely background music for you all to enjoy (laughs) oh (gasps) he threw something at her and i think he said something like do you have the answer yet and she was like not yet but i will what did he throw at her? It was like corn or something? I don't know. It was in a bucket. I thought it was maybe something to feed the animals, but who knows? Oh, that was weird. Right. You're the farm girl around here. You should. <laughs> <laughs> I have no okay. idea. It's dried up turds. I don't know. What is it? <laughs> Oh, so you got the quad in her hand. You guys, it's the quad in the leather case. She's carrying it around with her, petting the horses. Oh, no. Oh, no. And now we have Petting the horses, carrying and holding her scriptures. But she's, like, petting the horse and then petting her scriptures. Yeah. And I guess that her name is Emily, because that's what this lady keeps singing. Emily, my friend. (laughs) And also, it's definitely not her friend that's with the boy getting diddled. It's her. (laughs) It's the boy getting diddled. Oh, my God. really sad to remember, like, why she's reading these scriptures like this, because her dad literally said, your life isn't your own. And here's the answer as to why. Like, and instead of like telling her about proper sex education, which is what he should have done that moment. Like he tells her that she needs to read the scriptures again. Cause she clearly didn't read them well enough the first time. She doesn't understand that her life isn't hers. How fucked. Ah. All right. I hate him. Yeah. I hate him too. <laughs> Carrying eggs? That's so a little sister, I think. Oh, yeah. So the little sister's coming up to her. Shows her the eggs. 
is immorality wrong? Because it's a sin. Okay. So he I feel like we need to emphasize that in case people can't hear. So so her little sister, who is Stephanie from Full House, I swear to God, they just like recasted Full House. Yes, yes. She comes over with the eggs and some, I don't know what she did. It was like apples. I don't know what's in her hand. So then the sister is like reading her scriptures, eating her apple, and her dad's like, so what was this question? Something about immorality. So why is immorality wrong? Oh, and he has his fucking shovel that he's like holding. Ugh, don't like it. Okay, so why is immorality wrong, Emily? Tell us. The question is, when a person is immoral, what is he or she sinning against? Their own body. When you're immoral, you're sinning against your own body? I do not believe that is correct, sir. You are doing your body a favor. A great yeah, favor. Sin also, yeah, you're not. That's so weird. And, and so also, it's it's like interesting that they're only associating sexual quote unquote transgressions with immorality. Like, I know. That's that's it. Uh, uh, <clears throat> just gross. <laughs> Yikes. Why is it a sin if it's your own body? I mean, it's my life. I can do what I want. I don't know. You tell me. I just can't with this. I know where it's going, but we'll continue. I just, it makes me scratch my head so much. (laughs) Scratch, 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 scratch. (laughs) So he basically told her to just keep reading the scriptures and then she'll no Emily my friend oh then her boo just walked by again her boo just walked by with the horse that's probably who she's getting diddled by yeah but also I think she just keeps diddling herself whenever every scene that he walks by she's like (laughs) sitting in a certain way go Emily so she's reading her scriptures in the breeze trying to find out Whose whose body is hers? Because if it's not hers, who owns it? Oh, she's oh, back she's in the horses. Of- oh no, it's the house. That was the stable. Well, it says here that our bodies are not our own. It says our, our spirits and our bodies belong to God. Why do we belong to God? Well, because He bought us with a price. <gasps> I'm. St- I think. Ah. Our bodies are not our own because our bodies and our spirits belong to God because he bought them. Uh, what? Uh, I, wow. And I I know that I would have watched this as a young Mormon person and just been like, yeah, that makes sense. But how yes, much is that? We're always taught, like, the, the atonement is the greatest sacrifice, right? And that, like, because of that, like we owe everything to celestial Jesus. And that includes, but I've never heard this scripture that's like our body and spirits belong to God because he bought us. Like what scripture is? 
Was that the Corinthians chapter six? I don't, I don't know. We'll have to look at, I guess we have to go search it now, but. Um, oh, I need no, to go that's... sit on the stump with some diddling and some uh, <laughs> scripture time. It's so gross to me. And this plays so heavily into like, especially women, but everyone in the church, just literally thinking that you don't own your own body. Like everything you do. It's like your body is on loan from God. And so, yeah, don't tattoo it. Don't touch it ever. Don't like make yourself feel good. Don't ever. It's just so like it's taking away all of your freedom, really. Every single part. Like it's mind blowing. And also, like you mentioned, it's already an issue with women in the church. But then this is not only like you can't have any type of sexual pleasure, which is natural. You can't do what you want with your body, but also you're taught that you're supposed to have kids immediately. And that's your whole purpose of like being a woman in the church is to have kids. So again, your body doesn't even own, like you don't, it doesn't feel like you own your body because you're oh. just supposed to have kids and that's it. Like, and, well, yeah. your husband. and it's literally God's body. It's not yours. Like, ah. I do vaguely remember being taught that. Though this is like triggering some memories of like it's not my body but God's body. Me too. I remember distinctly being told that yeah, basically, you know how they say your bodies are a temple, but it's like God owns that temple and He was kind enough to let you like your spirit to live in it. So that's why you shouldn't tattoo it or pierce it or show it off. (laughs) But only the one piercing because apparently (laughs) celestial Jesus is okay with that one. All right with it. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Okay, they're going to continue talking about this awful scripture. First reason why we don't have a right to defile our bodies. We don't have a right to defile our bodies. That kind of language? Oh my god. Oh my god. And it's still language used today in the church. Like, even though this video was made in 1993, like, this is still language that is used in the church. And using the term, like, defiled as if somehow your body is less worthy if you have, like, a sexual experience with your boyfriend. Yeah, or yourself. Or with yourself. Yeah, you've you've defiled your temple. He's such a pompous dick. Oh, <laughs> Look up Alma 42.6. Like, it's those kind of guys. It, it triggers in me that feeling of, like, you knew, you know those guys that are just like, I know the scripture. Look it up. And it's like, if you know it so well, why don't you just recite it to me? <laughs> yeah, but it's like they're testing you. I've, I've had that happen so many times. Maybe not on, ex- like, explicitly on dates, but just, like, you know, if you're, like, talking to a Mormon guy and they're, like, testing you, they'll, like, throw out some scripture and, like, wait for your response to see if, like, you can, like, go ahead and quote it or say what it's talking about. And I would just uh, be like, um, bitch, I memorize things really well. So I will, I will play this game. I may yeah, not you, believe in it, but I'm going to, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it back. You still know your scripture mastery. <laughs> I mean, it's impressive. It's burned in there. Locked up in there. <laughs> Okay, so Alma, whatever that was. And 
and men became lost forever, yea, they became fallen men. What did man find himself? Well, we were lost forever. That's why the Savior had to buy us back. Right. By suffering for each of us during the atonement. Yeah, so you got it right. Like, the atonement, he bought us back through the atonement? I'm just, the whole thing, the more I remember it, the, the more angry I get, where it's literally like, and they love to preach this free agency shit, and then at the same time they're telling you this. Yeah, and, like, it's just a gross way of, say, like, buying us back. So we ne- we never had our own bodies or agency or anything. Yeah, it's such a weird myth. And, yeah, like, who had us then? Was it, like, the devil? Like, what? I None of it makes sense because it's all crazy. But It's all batshit crazy. Um, yeah, and then because then it's like, well, Lucifer obviously didn't because he didn't have a body. And the third of the hosts of heaven didn't. So it's like, where, where, who did we belong to before? Yeah, answer us that, creepy dad in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Right. There's no way you could have. You see, Jesus Christ, he paid the price for our souls. A payment that uh, that we can't make on our own. It's another, like, you're worthless without the church or without the atonement or the gospel. Like, without it, you can't find your way to heaven or be successful or get blessings. Like, without it, you're nothing. (laughs) Yep. Just hammering. And that you'll never be perfect like Jesus. I remember, like, that was also taught, like, he did the ultimate sacrifice, and it's a pain you will never, ever be able to understand. Because I remember being like, God, like, how much, how painful was it? Like, and then obviously, like, he made the ultimate sacrifice so that we wouldn't have to. And but he's the only one who can be perfect, and you'll never be perfect, but you have to strive to be perfect. <laughs> Not problematic at all. And such a form of control, like mm-hmm. constantly, constantly putting you down, saying how you'll never, ever be perfect, like you're flawed and you can't do all of these things without Jesus, whatever. Yet, on the flip side, you can be perfect and families can be forever. It's so abusive, that like dynamic of putting you down, but then being like, but you could get it if you just follow us and suffer. Oh my God. It's making me think of, um, so this whole concept of like weakness to strength, right? Like that the Mormon, I think it's in Helaman 512, maybe anyways, doesn't matter, but I'm pretty sure there's like a, (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's me pushing my glasses up. Um, I'm probably totally wrong though. But it's one of the the scriptures that talks about like from weakness, like you 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 grow from weakness to strength or something like that. And it's also in the Bible as well. It's in both. But anyways, it just like made me think because I was watching. I don't know if you guys have seen Broad Church, but there's a character that's a priest, and he's talking about that scripture and like. So obviously not the Book of Mormon one, but the one in the Bible and just like trying to make this, I don't know, it's not a justification, but it kind of is like, oh, you're this like toxic positivity again. Like 
You know, yeah. you're never going to amount to anything, but, you know, you can grow. Like, you can become stronger from your weaknesses, your flaws, but, like, you'll never be perfect, but you can grow. I don't know. I just feel like it's yeah. the least comforting thing to say. Like, it's just, uh-huh. it's not saying that your flaws are amazing and part of you and not something you need to overcome or make them into strength. Like, uh-huh. it's just, you have them, you might grow from them, but you're still going to be a, a shitty person, basically. <laughs> like, yeah. nothing yeah. amounting to Christ. And then, yeah, adding on top of that, he's also saying, yeah, besides all that, you also don't own your body because God bought it. And therefore you cannot have a serious boyfriend because that's defilement of this body that God owns. You are not your own. You're owned by someone else. I mean, if God bought us and we leave, does he not have like a return policy? (laughs) I mean, I'm just thinking out loud here. Like, if they're going to use that analogy, they need to follow through. You know what I mean? They never do. But, yes, they should. (laughs) It was funny. I was telling um, Scott, I think it was yesterday, we were chatting about, like, Mormon afterlife. And I was explaining it a little bit to him. And I explained how he, in Mormon afterlife, would go to the celestial kingdom. (laughs) And he would be there with, like, all of the, you know, quote unquote, bad people of the world, because he didn't believe that I would be in outer darkness, because I once believed was baptized and left. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> How the hell do people believe this? And I'm like, I don't know, but I did. I fully no, bought it. Definitely. And even like, there's that fear that still comes like sneaks in every now and then where it's like, what happens after life? Well, am I going to go to the outer, like, I, we would go to outer darkness because we're apostates and like, yeah, we we're the worst are, of the worst. Yeah, yeah. We're like corrupting everyone and asking people to join our evil Satan robot bitches club. And <laughs> so we're going to outer darkness, you know? Yes. But as we said, if it's real, it's going to be lit. It's going to be lit with Lucifer and his cape. I love his oh. cape. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible for me not to laugh during those temple videos with Lucifer and his cape. I just might have to watch that together at some point. Just watch the Lucifer parts. <laughs> okay, let's see what else he says. The second reason I can't defile my body is my love for the Savior, my gratitude for his sacrifice. It's really powerful. I've never connected those two before. <laughs> well, the atonement and morality. I think my friend will accept it. <laughs> Emily, don't lie to us. We it know it's be. you. It's you, bitch. There's a song after you. Like, this whole song is about you. <laughs> Everyone Emily, knows. Stop diddling. <laughs> If you love Jesus and you want the atonement, stop diddling. (laughs) The new song, Emily, stop diddling. That's all you need to do, morality. (laughs) They should have had, yeah, more of like a country song to go with this theme. (laughs) 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 Did not get that right. (laughs) Oh, man. 
Does she love God? She'll listen to you. If not, she's a bad person. <laughs> if not, she's back to diddling and fiddling. Oh, he put the oh. cowboy hat on her. Yep. Oh, Emily, stop diddling. Because I can't help but to do this dance every time that song comes on. Oh, so they're walking, I think, to go have dinner. She's whistling guess, for her dog. She's yeah. so country. She's so, so country. Oh, the doggy. Best part of the whole video. I know. So basically, like, can I just wrap That's- up this 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 entire day? She has spent the entire day going <laughs> to the barn, petting horses, petting mm-hmm. her scriptures, sitting on a hay bale, diddling herself, moving to the tree stump, doing that. And then talking to her dad and going home for dinner. That was the extent of her entire day. Like That was her whole day to learn, oh, yes, I need to go tell my friend who didn't ask for my advice, by the way. Also, it's not my friend. It's me. But um, that I asked my dad what she should do about dating a boy. And he said, well, she doesn't own her body. It's God's. And if she loves God's, she'll stop dating that boy. Oh, my God. Imagine your friend coming up to you and telling you that I'd be like, okay, weird Mormon like that. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently her friend's Mormon. So she would have been like, oh, my God, you're right. Your dad's a priesthood holder. It's true. It's true. I need to drop this guy and stop diddling immediately because I love Jesus. I love him. Wow, the church is true. Wow, the church is true. Oh, my God. Uh, Okay, do you want, we have a little bit of time. Do you want to watch the four-minute video? Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Okay. Let's do it. This is a gem. Okay, share screen. Here we go. This one's called, it's also by the church made in 1991 and it's called thousands of millions thousands of millions it's also under dramas and entertainment dramas and entertainment 1991 <laughs> to 2015 yeah this uh, this video chat this youtube channel is called hard to find mormon videos and oh the comments on some of these are really funny like some of them are obviously from like ex-mormons but a lot of them are from active Mormons, like, oh, thank you so much for sharing this uplifting content. And we're over here watching it like this. is. <laughs> it's kind of like how we fucked with the trolls last week or the week before. Both oh, times. Yeah. I love that someone posted you guys. I was like howling. I was laughing so hard. One of like the trolls just posted unfollowed. And Katie's response was so good. <laughs> find the exact what did you say I think I wrote because yeah they just wrote unfollowed and so I commented um and I said this isn't an airport no need to announce your departure (laughs) (laughs) sorry I just slammed the table so your mics probably picked that up um but yeah that was great that was great I just love that every time you like if you comment like that they rarely respond and then I was giggling too because he had I Katie so I don't even remember responding to that person <laughs> in that message oh, my god you guys this this dude like wrote us a mean dm something about how like 
we don't have lives and maybe if we had a real job we'd like a real paying job yeah maybe if you like did something with your time that was a real paying job blah 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 I just thought and I was just like ew what a dick and then I looked like the next day and Sarah had responded and she said I don't know the exact thing you said but all I know is I started howling when I saw her she wrote you're a knob just admit it (laughs) (laughs) that's all like I, I, I read the message and it must have been like the thing is, is I wasn't drunk because I I was like when he sent me that message I was cracking myself up laughing at it but I was like Greg I don't remember sending this like maybe I was drunk when I sent it and then I looked at the time and it was like 1:20 p.m. in the afternoon I was like clearly I wasn't drunk I think I was just done I was over it I'm like yeah. you know what yeah. I'm not even gonna try to respond I'm just gonna call you a knob and basically say fuck off so. I loved it so much. And then I was just like, yeah, I need to use the insult knob way more often. <laughs> oh, my God. God. I love those comments. They're so good. So, so good. good. Are you ready for this video? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thousands of millions. 1991. If I asked you if an action like this block of wood could have an effect on this block, you would probably say yes. Okay, for listeners, she has basically like dominoes set up in a line. And she pointed to one at, they're all set up, like standing up. And she pointed to one on the end and said, will the action on this one have an effect on this one? Well, yes. So there's <laughs> visual for you. And she's also a blonde woman, another blonde. Go figure. I mean, come on, like all of that. They're all white and blonde, like, like you. <laughs> this video <laughs> your hair is definitely not poofy enough <laughs> I'm not yeah it's not poofy enough and my, my tatas are too big they wouldn't want that oh, yeah. you're too sec. you're too sexual for this <laughs> <laughs> okay here we go and you would be right if I start a movement here it can affect all of the blocks to here there are things that we choose to do in our lives that have an effect on other lives for generations just like one block of wood can affect other blocks. I'll give you an example. On a couple's <laughs> wedding day, the focus is usually on the bride and groom. Sometimes a little thought is given to the generations that... <laughs> it showed, it like cut to a bride and groom outside of the temple, and they're staring at each, in each other's eyes, and then at the exact same time, they turn, and they look at the camera and give these dweeby little smiles. <laughs> so, she made a giant leap there from, I'm going to push this block of wood and the domino effect will happen. She made the leap to, Eat now we're talking about the temple and how, yeah, choosing to get married in the temple will affect everything and everyone else, because obviously. <laughs> yeah. Since Spencer W. Kimball spoke of the far-reaching effects of the marriage decision. Marriage is perhaps the most vital of all decisions and has the most far-reaching effects. For it has to do not only with immediate happiness, but eternal joys. I thought that was really, like, interesting. Also, he's gross. He creeps me out. Yeah. But, like, 
it just hammer it shows how much we were taught as young children, especially girls, but everyone, that marriage is the ultimate goal. Like when we say that, we're not exaggerating. No. That you're told in the church, you have to get married and in the temple. Like that is the only thing that will, you know, lead you to the celestial kingdom. And it's the ultimate. Yeah, if you don't do it, you're disobeying God. Well, like, and you're just like, basically, you feel like you're unrighteous and unworthy. And I mean, so that's definitely the feeling I was getting towards like, well, I would say from 20 to 28 until I left of like feeling yeah. like, oh, my God, something's wrong with me. Like, I'm not married. I don't have kids yet. Like, my life's sticking away. I'm never going to find happiness. I can't have happiness without this eternal marriage. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's, I don't know. It just doesn't sit right with me. It's, it feels just so very rooted in like sexism and the patriarchal way of society. Whereas like women, especially they don't have value if they're not married. And no. I'm here to say, fuck that. I think it's great. If you, <laughs> Sarah's doing the double bird. Um, <laughs> if you want to get married, I think it's wonderful. Like go for it, but it's not, it shouldn't be a requirement for everybody and telling no. people that they have to is really messed up. And it's just putting so much pressure, like, it's it's annoying, and it also takes away your, again, your agency, which is yeah. what the church always makes you think, like, you know, you have free agency, but you actually don't. And it's frustrating, because once you leave the church, it's like, you still don't really feel like you have that choice, because it's, you know, you, you leave, like, a, an institution or organization that's telling you you have to get married in order to be valued and to be worthy, and so when you work through those feelings, and you're like, okay... I don't need it. But then you're like, is it wrong if I do want to get married? Like now I have to like question that. Like I, you know, am I going back to being Mormon if I think that? And it's just really fucked. Like it should just be your choice without any type of influence, you know? Yeah. There's so much that you have to like unpack and deprogram and then realize like, do I want this really for me or is it something that I've been conditioned to want? And then, yeah, like if you do want it, you shouldn't have to feel like, bad about it but then it, yeah it's hard to not second guess yourself it's a lot of like brain manipulation that happens mm-hmm. to you when you're in, in and obviously also when you've left the church because you're like wait what do I actually want now <laughs> yeah exactly all right it's showing the dominoes going Sarah watch we'll us watch this beautiful crescendo <laughs> Woo. showing Rebecca and it says she said like Rebecca I'll forsake the rest to marry and and follow the Lord's request oh man happy people yep they're all proud of her because she's getting married children's children (laughs) also another thing like what if they don't want to have kids it's not an option to not have kids when you're Mormon truly definitely not and yeah. everyone's all in your business as soon as you're married. Like, I find that so fucking annoying. Yeah. They're showing pictures oh. of the temple. Yeah. And they showed a picture of this family and was like, this family was blessed because of their ancestors' decisions to get married in the temple. Oh. In the covenant. Like, so culty sounding. They got married and you were born in the covenant. Ugh. 
And it's also just the same thing again that we've talked about. Like it, it fucks with your head when you're in the the Mormon church and you don't have that background. Like I yeah. always felt like I was never going to be righteous enough because I wasn't born in the covenant. And like, you know, yeah. we talked about that, how some guys wouldn't date me because of that. And like, Ugh. it's just so fucked. So fucked. It's like a whole other level of like elitism within the church. Yeah. Yeah, not even about people who aren't. But, okay, so it's showing a table with a nice lace tablecloth, and (laughs) there's a family around it. looks like a mom and maybe a dad or maybe a son and then two daughters. And it looks like they're looking at, um, like, family photos. Yeah. The children of these children will also be influenced by the marriages of their parents and grandparents. Is this you and Daddy? That's your own isn't it? Sure is. Jesus, another blonde oh, yeah. with poofy hair. <laughs> they're all over. They're everywhere. So, yeah, they're looking at old pictures, and the little girl, yeah, they're, like, pointing out that it's the grandparents, and they were married at the temple, so they've been blessed because of it. So some good old brainwashing at a young mm-hmm. age. That's mm-hmm. what's happening. What is this? It's the temple. That's the temple where Grandma and Grandpa were married. Why do all mommies and daddies get married in the temple? She said, why do all mommies and daddies get married in the temple? Oh, but also I love her sweater. It's so cute. I know. (laughs) But for real, I think when I was really little, until I understood that there were other people in the world who weren't Mormon, I just thought that's where everyone got married. Until I, I think, like, maybe saw a movie where I was like, oh, that's not in a temple. Or oh. that person's not wearing a dress that you could wear in the temple. So, like, it's, I'm just thinking of this poor little girl, like, just mm. so brainwashed at such a little age, you know? <laughs> so sad. But, yes, cute sweater. Yeah, super cute. <laughs> and cute little things. <laughs> Love it. Uncle John and Aunt Janice aren't married in the temple. Are you married if you don't get married in the temple? Uncle John and Aunt Janice aren't married in the temple. This I'm a blessing, so. <gasps> <laughs> Uncle John and Aunt Janice, is that who it was? Yeah. <laughs> Uncle John and Aunt Janice are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're good people. And then she does her face down, but they don't get the blessings from the temple. Yeah. yeah, that little girl is like, are you bad if you don't get married in the temple? And she doesn't say yes or no. She literally just gives an example of, well, Uncle John and Aunt Janice didn't. They're good people, but they're not going to get blessings. And oh, their children won't get blessings. And their children's children won't get blessings. So it's all on their shoulders because they didn't get married in the temple. It's so Fucked. I can't. No. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then she says, I really hope all you guys make the right decisions. So much That's pressure. Pressure. I mean, this little girl is like five, six. Oh, yeah. She's teeny. And now she's scared because if she doesn't get married in the temple, her future generations forevermore will lose all their blessings. Jesus. That's not the kind of thing you should be placing on a little five-year-old's shoulders. No. And already telling her that's the only purpose of her life. Yep. That's your main goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the blocks are are still going. Look how many. 
where all the tithing money went <laughs> into this production. So now they're showing Isaac. It's like Isaac and Rebecca's wedding and basically <laughs> showing hands. Oh, they're holding hands. She has her veil on. Yeah, and then it's showing how everyone descending from them, like those dominoes, are now all blessed. Children's children. Children's children. You're welcome, everyone. Yeah, it's beautiful. I know. And they're showing all these, yeah, photos, family photos. And Oh, and did you hear what he said? They'll be blessed like only the righteous can. Oh, God. <laughs> you're only blessed like that because you're, you went through the temple. Oh, I just, mm-mm. It's yeah. so creepy. It creeps me out. <laughs> it, it really does creep me out a lot. Shopping <laughs> the temple, the house of the Lord. This is my posterity. It's showing a statue of a woman with children and the people oh my at God, the temple. The mullet <laughs> was great. Yeah, they're outside the temple. These are all the blessed people. They're all white too. All white, pure and delightsome. God, it must have taken forever to set up these dominoes. Now they're falling in a tree of course like a family tree pattern oh and it's back to the blonde see the effects these blocks have on each other sometimes the far-reaching effects of our marriages aren't so obvious but our decisions about marriage and the covenant have eternal effects both on us and our posterity (sighs) both on us and our posterity so like if you don't do it that's why the title of it is Thousands of Millions. If you don't get married in the temple, possibly thousands of millions of souls are just going to be damned because you didn't, quote unquote, Ugh. make the right decision. So much pressure. So and also, it just like it, it like reminds me of also this like pressure that um, the prophets put on parents of kids who have left the church by basically saying it's their fault. Mm-hmm. If they leave or it's their fault if they didn't get married in the temple, like all right. that stuff. Cause I know my mom feels like guilt and it just, it pisses me off even more. Cause I'm like, it's my decision and you guys should just leave her the fuck alone. Like it's so right. annoying. I know. I know. I've had those same thoughts because yeah, the parents feel like they failed or they haven't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you're not going to be with them in the afterlife or like your soul isn't saved. Yeah, they put all this pressure and guilt onto all the other members of the family, and it keeps everybody in. Well, for the most part, we got out. (laughs) Hi, Mom. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So what did you think? (laughs) I feel like I'm very, like, I I, I feel disturbed. I'm not going to lie. I feel (laughs) icky. I feel uncomfortable. Anger. I have a lot of feeling. I just have a lot of feeling. (laughs) It doesn't even go here. (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me, we got a great comment from one of our uh, followers to um, a Mormon troll on Instagram. (laughs) And they were just like being a troll. And then our listener, supporter, responded and was like, you don't even go here. (laughs) It's what I'm doing here. If you hate it so bad, like, go away. <laughs> Sorry, I keep hitting the 
table because I'm an old woman who bangs my knee or a table <laughs> whenever I laugh. But yeah, I was giggling oh. so much at that. Yeah, but those, I know, those videos are just, they're gross. But I mean, they're icky. Mm-hmm. And it's disturbing. I watched a lot like that growing up. You know, they'd show them in like primary even. And you're just, that's what you're taught as if it's reality. <sighs> I know, and it's like, it, it, it kind of weirds me out, too, when you think about, like, you know, what was it? I don't know, a few episodes ago, we were talking about the genealogy centers in the church. But also, remember, like, the libraries in the church that had yes. all of this material? So, y'all, like, people who didn't grow up Mormon, like, each every chapel has, like, a library in it. And you have, like, a person who's called as the librarian and, like, checks out your material. So, it's, like lessons lesson books manuals like videos all of these fucking videos are on tape I'm sure now DVD or whatever but you would like have to check it out and every classroom had a a video cassette player and like yeah you would pop it in then you had to rewind it it was always part of the lessons and this whole it was like a library full of this brainwashing material I hadn't thought about the ward libraries in forever. Yeah, and you'd go check out their, yeah, they had books, but yeah, mainly like teaching materials. Yeah. Like, like the DVDs or VHS tapes. And then the they always had those like laminated cards that, you know, you could like show during your lesson. Oh, Remember? yeah. And for kids, you know, to help with the brainwashing, of course. Mm-hmm. Like, you had the yeah. laminated cards and pictures to be like, and this goes along with the lesson or yeah. the All sharing the time. Mm-hmm. And they're always white people, even if they're from the Book of Mormon or white Jesus. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yay, brainwashing. <laughs> yay, it's the best. Um, well, end it on a little bit lighter note. I have these... Uh, Dun, dun, uh, I have mine in front of me too. You do? Okay, good. So should um, we do like two questions or one question? Let's do two. Why not? Two. Yolo. Yeah, let's do two. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll go first. Okay. <clears throat> Wait, hold on. I think I already did that card. <laughs> okay. If you were organized, you would I know. I was more like Sarah. <laughs> okay. Which of the four Gospels begins with an L? Luke. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. Okay. This one is a quote. So it could be like a, from a person or a song. Just keep that okay. in mind. I am so glad when blank, glad as I can be. I feel gross saying this, but I'm going to say it. Okay. I'm so glad when daddy comes home. Is that it? I thought it was that, but it's when grandpa or grandma comes. Oh, well. I guess it's for grandparents' day. But, yeah, I thought it was daddy as well. That's creepy. Like, I just, you know how daddy has been so sexualized now that I just like. (laughs) And that song's always in my head. I'm so happy when daddy comes home. You know and then, you, like, you have to. You know what you did to me last week? I had love at home stuck in my head all week because of you. <laughs> me too. I literally just sing it all the time around the house. And it's it's so annoying for Greg. But I just can't get out of my head. I can't. 
it's just in there. Okay, um, final question for you. What was winter quarters? Oh, it was in Missouri, right? It was yes. like a camp, like whenever they were, was it a camp? Like mm-hmm. for the the saints who were making their way. Damn, uh, you it, right? What they have written is, it was where the saints, capitalized, <laughs> where the saints camped for the winter after crossing the Mississippi River. Yes. All right. Look at you, two for two. (laughs) (laughs) Scholarly, Sarah. (laughs) Okay, so your final question. Um, (laughs) What man had many things go wrong in his life, but always loved the Lord? Oh, no. Is it who I think it is? Is it J-Dog? No, no. J-Dog was so persecuted. He was um, so persecuted. Think of think of Bible. I want to say Old Testament, maybe oh New God, Testament. I don't know. Think of Arrested Development. I haven't, I've only seen like a little bit of that. I know, I know. I need to Oh, listeners, oh, if you hear um, that. Shoot, it's like right on the tip of my tongue though. It's another, I'm going to keep giving you hints until you get it. It's another what? name for um, occupation. Lot. Like, no. Hold on. Job. <laughs> <laughs> it's Job, right? Yes, Job. <laughs> I just shout, Lot. Oh, wait. No, that's not an occupation. <laughs> so, what's your lot? I don't know. You know. What do you do for a lot? <laughs> Oh my God, you win. You won that round. <laughs> well, All right, you guys. Oh, thanks for fun. sharing those videos. That was delightful and traumatizing. Yeah, Can't wait to see what re- dreams I have. Re-traumatizing yourself with me one old video at a time. <laughs> <laughs> and we're both here for the outro this time. I'm not leaving Sarah alone. <laughs> Katie? <laughs> Um, But yeah, we'll be back next week. You guys take care of yourselves. We will. Have a good rest of your week. Wash your damn hands and love you guys lots. Bye. Bye.